Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Book Journeys Radio. This is Dr. Angela Loria. I am the founder of the Author Incubator and creator of the Difference Process for Writing a Book That Matters. And every week on Book Journeys Radio, we talk to an author about their experience writing their book, their their difference-making book, and really trying to tease out some of the the juicy tidbits that help them actually finish, not just to set the goal, but to cross that finish line. And for so many writers, the dream of, of writing a book is one that has has haunted them uh, in many ways for a long time. A lot of my clients tell me that they have wanted to write a book since they were seven or eight or nine years old. And... Um, and, and finishing is something that is elusive for many people. So we talk about all of the different aspects of writing a book. It's, it's certainly not just about writing. There's a lot of aspects of being an author. And, and really just try and look for some gems of wisdom. And really what we're talking about at some level, right, is motivation. It's self-motivation. How do you... How do you make the time to write? How do you push yourself through some of the tedious aspects of sending query letters or learning how to, how to publish? How do you get through moments of writer's block or confusion or stuckness? And I am so excited. My guest today is exactly the perfect person to talk to. He is an author, and we'll talk about his book. But he is really a, a master of self-motivation. Dr. Michael Provit. Provatera is the author of Mastering Self-Motivation, Preparing Yourself for Personal Excellence. I love that title, Doc Prov. Thank you for being with us. My pleasure. It's great to uh, be on here. Well, tell us about Mastering Self-Motivation. What's the book about and who is it for? Well, uh, when you design a book, uh, you pretty much think uh, that everyone could read it, but you have to have a (laughs) niche. So my niche... uh, around writing the book uh, was based upon undergraduate students um, in college and anyone that wants to be motivated. So it's really open to everyone, but the actual niche marketing approach uh, was to undergraduate students because they're the ones that um, may have a little frustration in learning because it's the first time in college and it's kind of overwhelming for them. So they need a push, and sometimes they don't get it from their family. Sometimes they don't get it from their advisor, and uh, they're on their own, especially these online students that then there's so many these days. Mm. They're just left out there with an online computer, and I mean, uh, some of them, they graduate sometimes in cyberspace uh, where they really don't get any contact with a professor except Maybe, you know, the only thing they get is their diploma comes from the FedEx man that will say, you know, here you go, good luck. So sometimes, you know, motivation is really one of the most important things that people need to manifest, but at the same time they forego it for relationships and making money and other things. Um, that's, and that's why I wrote my book. So basically the book is about um, mastering self-motivation so that you could accomplish everything you want to and become everything that you were meant to become so that you could do everything you want to do and reach as many people as you can with your talents. So um, your your website is 
Doctprov.com. That's D-O-C-P-R-O-V. And I know you're the president of the Motivational Leadership uh, Training, Mo- Motivational Leadership Training. That's your consulting company. Did you, yes. were you doing Motivational Leadership Training before you wrote your book, or did the book inspire the business? Oh, great question. Basically, um, in the year 2000, I launched my company in uh, the state of New Jersey, Motivational Leadership Training, and as the president, my goal was to try to reach as many people as I can with motivation training, leadership training, and primarily management training, because that's the big umbrella. Management's the big umbrella, and then leadership is a component of management, and motivation is a component of both. So at that point, uh, I was doing consulting for many years, and along with that, I was uh, I, I was a full-time professor in uh, Jersey City at uh, St. Peter's College, and now uh, I'm a professor here at Barry University in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and uh, the main campus is in Miami. And, and what do you teach? Do you teach well, business classes? Yes, yes. So uh, I've been teaching uh, management and leadership and motivation for over 14 years now um, along with couple and just so happens that I launched my company at the same time so I'm sort of like a triple threat not that you know I'm not bragging I'm just saying you know what makes up Mike Provatera you know what makes me special or why should you read my book well you know I come from Wall Street I have about 15 years executive experience I transitioned into being a professor in 2000 when I got my doctorate in management. I launched my company in the year 2000 called Motivational Leadership Training. So for 14 years now, I've been a professor for graduate students and undergraduate students in business, MBA programs, undergraduate management programs, business administration primarily. And then I've been also a trainer where I go out around the world, mostly uh, within the States, but I have... uh, train people from Mexico, uh, Mexican executives. And what I do is I train in management and leadership and motivation. So that's where, you know, my that, that's what makes me uh, different than others. You know, I got the Wall Street executive experience uh, coupled with the books and then the consulting practice uh, along being with the professor. So I know you have a few books. When you when you wrote your first book, was there was there a, a vision you had for how being an author would change your life, and how is the reality the same or different from that vision? You know, this is a great question. That's what makes your show your show so special, is that you ask the right questions. And basically, what happens with many people. Not so much midlife crisis, but you get to a point where you don't really see uh, yourself being promoted anymore. You know, as a professor, mm-hmm. you can become a full professor, and then that's it. You know, maybe unless you want to go into administration. And then on Wall Street, you can become a leader, a vice president, you know. But then when you get to a you know vice president, a senior VP, where are you going to go? You CEO is hard to grasp. You just described my career perfectly. <laughs> exactly. So you know what I mean, I got, right? I, 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 I rushed and rushed to get promoted and promoted. And when I was, I don't know, 35 or something, I was chief right. marketing officer. And I was like, oh, no, what's my next promotion? <laughs> oh, shoot, what happens now? Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, you get, yeah. to a, you get to a point where you say, well, you know, it's time that I do some self-promotion. 
because you know no one's going to come down uh, to your desk uh, from the executive offices and say, "Look, you know, you're you're ready. You're ready to lead. You're ready to run with this." And it's really hard to get. Uh, it's a doggy dog world, especially Wall Street. You know, dealing in with uh, you know stockbrokers and dealing with a lot of money makers. You know, it's pretty hard to uh, run up the ranks. So. I was a leader, and I made it to assistant vice president where I had 14 people under me, and I was an executive. But I said to myself, you know, how can I promote myself right now? So I decided to write my book. It took me about two years. I went through all the Harvard Business School uh, books and articles, and I did a lot of research. I have over 317 references in my book, and that's because... There's so much written about management and motivation. It's not like you could make anything up. And if you're going to talk about these things, you got to refer to the gurus of management, uh, you know, the pop psychologists, and then you have to also look at the academic scholars. So uh, based on that, after two years, I, I, I wrote my book, and I started to send it out, you know, query letters. And believe it or not, you know, unless you have a large following, it's hard to get someone to pick up your book. So I self-published it, going through all the right procedures. The process, you know, is getting it edited really well. First, you've got to write it really well and design it really well. And then you get it edited, and you come up with a really strong cover. And then, uh, you know, and then I launched it. And since I launched my book, I've had a tremendous amount of success. So getting back to your first question, you know, did I start my consulting practice after my book or have I been doing it before? Well, I've been doing it for a long time, but once I got my book out, then people started to contact me more. So it's sort of like having a business card, but it's a little bit bigger and a little bit more enduring. So I'm able to reach more people around the world and also get my name out there. Plus, uh, publicity-wise, I've been able to make uh, some really strong headway into the uh Social media. Yeah, and let's talk about that a little. If you go to docprov.com, you will see, and again, that's D-O-C, P as in Paul, R-O-V as in Victor. What you will see on docprov's homepage is a lot of media exposure, So, which is one of, a, one of the great reasons to have a book is to really get, obviously, the credibility from being an author, which is tremendous. But you can magnify that exponentially by having the kind of third-party endorsement of media exposure. You have some pretty incredible media exposure. How have you managed to do that? Well, thank you. Uh, Yes, well, basically um, I started out by doing um, blog talk radio, and then I got into television, and then I got into more radio stations. And, you know, the, the best thing about blog talk radio is that it stays, it lingers for a long time. When you go on, mm-hmm. I've been on the radio many times in great stations, by the way. But then, you know, it's heard by whoever's in their car, and then it disappears. And sometimes, even if I get the MP3, it doesn't look the same. I, you know, I have to, I have to sort of get my editor to try to make it into something that looks like Blog Talk Radio. So when I talk right. to people, I say, just click on my Blog Talk Radio, and you can hear me for thirty minutes, and and it's, you know, it it's live, uh, but you're just listening to a record. So the recording it goes on forever. So basically what I did was, uh, you know, I started to contact, I, I, I was contacted by a lot of reporters, and then I contacted them. And then before you know it, you know, I have people contacting me and say, hey, Mike, you know, we have this great uh, article here going into Yahoo 
on uh, executive education, entrepreneurship. So, and, and then they take my quote and they put it out there. And you'd be surprised that when I get a quote, my book sales go up. If I see mm-hmm. my, if I see, sometimes I see my book sales go up on Amazon, and I say, "What, what happened?" And I, I Google myself, and I say, "Oh, that just came out." <laughs> and it, you know, maybe it was like a, a, a piece on psychology, you know, getting a psychological degree, getting a psychology graduate degree, and it just so happened that it got a lot of exposure, and people said, "Who is this guy? Let me take a look at his book and let me buy it." So basically, uh, the key thing is to once you launch your book, which is um, you know, your you major move in your life to promote yourself, then self-promotion doesn't end there. Self-promotion is really based upon the publicity that you get. And the publicity, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm sort of what you would call a publicity junkie. I live for publicity. If I get a quote, I'm like, this is the greatest thing. And, you know, nobody cares but me, but I put it on Facebook. I put it on all the places that I have, Red Room, Twitter. And then before you know it, you, ha- I, you have a lot. And when you have a lot, people start to say, wow, this guy's been talking on Daily News and in Forbes and in Yahoo and blog talk radios, uh, podcasts. So then people say, well, you know, I want to be one of them. So I want to be mm. one of those icons on his website. So that's, that's where that, you know, it's exponential. You just have to put yourself out there. You have to talk to people. And how long has it taken you? How long have you been uh, aiming to get press? Well, uh, when I when I when I first started my book, um, and then two years after that, prior to launching my book, I did some press releases, and I know press releases are you know somewhat good, but you know what's really the news about a new book? You know, it, it's a new book. It's it's not you know really heavy news, but the first press release I bought three. Okay. The first press release was a learning experience. The second press release was pretty good. But my third press release, I was able to manifest a really good piece that got picked up by Fox Business, by many reporters, and that's where it all started. So press releases, you know, if you do if you do one of them, maybe. But if you do three and you know what you're doing after a while you learn and you grow I mean, my, my third press release, is, release came out around this time, a couple of years ago, and it said, three million college grads looking for work, one million jobs available, be the one in the million. That was my title. Fantastic. So that title Fantastic. got me in. And then, and then, believe it or not, I had people pick up, they even popped in my book trailer. I have a really strong book trailer on my front page of my website. And people like that book trailer. It's like a meeting opener. It doesn't talk that much about my book. It just talks That's about being motivated. Ask. So how did you talk, talk to us about book trailers? Obviously, you would recommend them. It sounds like. How did you get? Did you did you get yours made? Did you make it yourself? How did you come up with the content? Well, that's, you know, the key thing with the books, you know, a book trailer is not really viewed by many. It, if you get 150 hits, you're doing okay on YouTube. But, you know, my book trailer almost has 1,000 hits. And the reason why is that it's you look at it and all of a sudden you're kind of like jumping through your shoes trying to get motivated because I tap into, like, avoid toxic people. Uh, you know, now it's time to... If you keep on doing what you always did, you'll always get what you always got, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I, I set sort of like a pain motivation where people want to seek out 
the next big goal that they have. And people look at my book trail over and over again. So if the same PC looks at it, it doesn't look as another hit. But people tell others about it, and then it goes on another PC, and it gets another hit. So Hmm. basically, um, my book trailer is not about my book. My book trailer is about becoming motivated. And then I just pop in my book at the end, and I say, read this and change your life. And I just updated my book trailer because you haven't asked me yet, but I'm going to tell you, my first book was a segue to my second book. And this is the most interesting thing about this book interview today with me, is that all of your listeners out there need to know this. Do not stop from publishing your book because you couldn't get a query letter across the desk of a publisher. Do not stop. Pursue it. I published my first book. I spun out my second book to a traditional publisher, virtually the mm-hmm. same book. I just what I did was I took the same Brilliant. book. I took the same book and I designed it for executives, leaders, and I and I changed many of the words from, you know, instead of building a library in your dorm room, I said build a library. Every every home over $200,000 has a library. You don't need a $200,000 home to build your own library as a leader. So I changed wow, the word. Wow, you are the king of the hook. I am calling you when I need a hook. These are hot. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm Thank sorry, you. I want to jump in as a as a teaching lesson there. I just got excited about as you know, as a journalist with my radio show and as a publisher is what what Doc Prav is doing here that you might not be catching is he is taking what matters to a listener, sitting it, he's going to talk about self-motivation, but he's not focused on the solution he wants to give. He's focusing on problems and stories that, uh, that reporters would want to cover. And that's, he's making it sound very easy. It's actually quite challenging, and I love how these are rolling off your tongue and you're able to connect them back to your work because it, it's, it's such a powerful skill. So if you're, you. if you're not sure what I'm excited about, go back and listen to this and see how he's getting all these hooks in there that are, that are really a powerful way to get his message heard. And ultimately, again, it always comes down to you can have the most powerful, important message in the world, but if nobody hears it, you can't make a difference with it. So mastering the art of hooks is, is just a skill for anyone who wants to make a difference. So thank you for demonstrating that. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. And, you know, basically, you know, just to give, uh, you know, some clarity on that, basically when you, when you publish your first book, if you have to self-publish it, I mean, if you can get a traditional publisher, go for it. That's wonderful. But, you know, if you have to self-publish your book, go for it. And then take that book and squeeze out a couple of good chapters and send it out to a, a traditional publisher and then, you know, you could do what I did. They'll pick it up if they like it, and then you rewrite it for them, and then they edit it. They go through all their process. They're not going to just take your book. They they edit it their way, and uh, once it gets accepted, you have now you have a traditional published book. So sometimes you can get into the traditional publishing market through the back end like I did, uh, if you can get in through the front end, wonderful. That's great. More power to you. But that's the thing to think about when you're writing your book. And, you know, it's going to take a long time. You're going to have to put the time and effort in, but it's worth it. It's well worth it. Yeah, absolutely. So I have to ask you, since you are the uh, you are Dr. Motivation here, for some people, 
they are very motivated when they have an idea to write a book. They are often motivated for the first 20 pages of writing it. And then they lose their way. They have trouble staying motivated. It's a long haul to write a book. It's often a year, two years, for many people even more. What are some motivation tips that you can give people to stay engaged in their own process? Great point. You see, the key thing is that self-motivation doesn't come from the completion of the book. Self-motivation comes from the small platforms that you meet when you're trying to get to the top of the mountain. You reach a peak, and then you go to the next peak. It's not like you're going to just write it and finish it, and that's the key. What I do is I do trainings, and when I do trainings, I recommend a lot of resources. And one resource that I recommend when I train is called MindMap. MindMap takes you through the chapters of your book. When I designed my book, I knew everything I was going to cover before I was going to write it because I had so much fun just brainstorming what's going to be in the, each chapter with these little sort of like uh, tree, tree limbs. So let's say chapter one is on mastering self-motivation. So then chapter one will have all these different tree limbs that will say, you know, uh, wake up early, burn the midnight oil, uh, work harder on yourself than you do on your job, you know, so on and so forth. So you do this first. You set up this outline on, say, like mind map, so you could, yeah, I mean, you could do it on paper, too. It would just be, you know, your book in the middle, and then you'd have your seven, eight chapters, and then you'd have little lines going in. But with mind map, it's, you, you could save it, you could print it, you could put it in Word. It's just a very powerful product. So basically, the key thing is to set up your outlines and work on the chapters. And the other thing, too, is what you said is key, and that's the biggest problem when you're writing, is that you start out with this great idea, and then after 20 pages, you kind of get to a roadblock. You, you just, yeah. You've just exhausted yourself of everything. Well, you know, those 20 pages could be 200 pages if you just, you know, take your time and just think about it. The key thing, think about the chapter titles. Think about, you know, what you're going to do, what kind of cases you're going to put in. Uh, what, what are your topics that you're going to focus on that you could really emphasize? And when do you want to emphasize them? Do you want to mm. talk about uh, you know, leadership in the middle of the book or toward the end of the book, becoming a self-leader? So you have to really, like what I did with my book, you know, the last chapter is called Reinvent Yourself. Right? So, I mean, if I would have put Reinvent Yourself as my second chapter, it might not be as good. So you really have to think about that. And then, and you have fun with it. You know, you might wake up in the middle of the night and say, wow, that's a great idea. And then you, you record it because you might forget. You might forget. You want to make sure you record. You, it's almost like, you remember those people, those doctors that after a patient leaves, they say, Mike Provatera just left with strep throat. He's going to be okay. But we put him, right? That's what you kind of, you have to have one of those little recorders on you. And when you're driving and you get an idea, you say, record, have an idea for book, for chapter seven. And then this way you don't lose anything or put it on Word or put it on Outlook or email yourself. Because what happens is you get these ideas and then you lose them. I mean, I just had an idea yesterday for a new leadership book that I had. And I said, that's a great title. And I, I, I'm not going to forget it because it's a good title. So, you know, but you have to you have and to. And then we tell ourselves, that. oh, I'll never forget that. It's so good. And if you don't write it down or record it, where does it go? In that's the right. And then if you, so I mean, if I forget different. something, I'd be so upset, right? So you just write it down. 
and write a note to yourself. You know, take, it's like, you know, take time to do this for yourself. I always tell my participants when I'm motivating, I says, take care of numero uno. You know, we're always taking care of everyone. You know, when I want to add, when I want to try to make, motivate my uh, participants when I do my training, I say, who's the most important person in the world to you? And the first thing you would say is my daughter, my wife, my son, my mother. And I say, yes, I agree. They are so important to you. But if you don't take care of yourself, who's going to take care of them? So you take mm-hmm. care of yourself first. It's, it's noble to take care of your children and your husband and your significant other and your wife. But the key thing is to take care of yourself first by making yourself really, really motivated and powerful and knowledgeable. Then you're helping others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell me this. What is the main difference you see between people with self-motivation and without self-motivation? People with self-motivation, they don't really worry about work. Work and play becomes the same thing to them. Mm-hmm. You know, L.P. Jacks, I note in my book, talks about, you know, the master of motivation is someone that know, doesn't know whether they're working or playing. Sort of like what we're doing right now. You and I are connecting. We're on, I'm so happy to be here with you right now, right? And that's because you and I are connecting. This is what you love to do, and you do it really well. So you're doing what you love, and then it doesn't feel like work. I mean, no, it's really hard I... to get there, but you have to try, and you have to have a contingency plan, and you have to work on it. I mean, it took me half of my career to get out of Wall Street, to become a professor, to become a consultant, right? You know, you know it doesn't happen overnight, and it would have been nice if it happened earlier, but it doesn't always right. happen that way. Right. So the people that are so... self-motivated get up in the morning and work hard all the way into the, middle, into the wee hours of the night, and they don't feel like they're working because they're enjoying what they do. Yep. Uh, so what is the best thing for you to come out of being an author? The thing about becoming an author that makes um, life better for me is that I'm able to reach people far, far away, people that I would never be able to reach being a professor in a classroom in Miami. So what I'm able to do is I'm able to contact, you know, someone even by my through my words, through the written word. And you know, there's a lot of stuff free too. I mean you could read mm. my first two chapters for free on Amazon. I give away a forty page workbook. Forty page workbook free. You don't even have to buy anything. You just look it up. You could find it online. You could email me and I'll send it to you. So, you know, these are the kind of things that uh, really make me feel good. I mean, one of the greatest things. And I, I've done I know you is, have yeah. a. I was going to say, I know you have a story about uh, Tanzania. Oh, I was just going to say that. You see how, how close we're connecting? I was just oh, my good. next. My next word was that was Tanzania. I made a contact through social media, not through reporting or anything. Just uh, I, I believe it was on LinkedIn. Someone contacted me, and well, this person and I have been, uh, you know, sort of friends, you know, back and forth. And I said, listen, you know, let me send you my book and let me send you my, I have about a 38-minute or just say 35-minute lecture sort of about my book, sort of like a walkthrough with my book, sort of teaching Mastering Self-Motivation on YouTube. So he said, let me send that to you and let me send you my book trailer, let me send you my book, my 40-page workbook. So I sent them a package and they sat down in Tanzania, Eastern Africa, and they had meetings and they discussed, you know, my book and how it could help their community. 
And I've been able to teach across continents with this. I've been able to, you know, help that community. Being an author here in America, never traveling a foot out of America toward Tanzania, I'm able to help them. And that's really rewarding. Wow, that is just amazing. And again, my mission is to help people write a book that makes a difference. And when I say that, it is about having a powerful message. It is about having tools and stories that help people change the way they see the world, that bring joy, that relieve pain. And that is all so important. You have to have the knowledge base. I know, Doc Prav, you spent a lot of time studying Harvard Business School and experts in motivation, but none of that matters if your work doesn't get into people's hands. And it matters so much when a little connection on Twitter or Facebook leads to, you know, thousands of lives halfway across the world changed in ways they could never imagine. So I just thank you so much, not just for the work that you're doing on self-motivation, but for the example you're setting in the power of hooks, in the power of connecting through social media. Um, well, thank you. And, thank and you very much. And for being much. our guest. So, well, it's uh, been a pleasure Dr. talking Michael. with you. Dr. Michael Provatera, he is the author of Mastering Self-Motivation, Preparing Yourself for Personal Excellence. You can find out more about him at docprov.com. Doc Rob, thanks again for being here. We will be back uh, next week on Book Journeys Radio, where we are always changing the world one book at a time. Where your book begins, the rest is still unwritten. 